Welcome to Beyond the Text, the podcast dedicated to exploring intellectual history with depth and context. In a world filled with quick takes, we're here to dive deeper. I'm your host, Samuel Woodall, and in each episode, we'll uncover overlooked aspects of historical and intellectual narratives. Join us as we voyage into the evolution of ideas, tracing the influences that shaped them and uncovering their profound impact on the world. So let's embark on this journey together, transcending the confines of words and delving into the essence of thought. Join me as we venture beyond the text to discover the hidden stories that shape our understanding. Welcome, dear viewers, to another captivating episode of Beyond the Text. Today we embark on a two-part journey into the heart of a transformative ear, the Reformation. A heartfelt acknowledgement to the guiding light of our exploration, Dr. Carrie Schultz. Join me as we unravel the intricate dance of resistance and reformation. Before we delve into the Reformation, Let's acknowledge the scholarly guidance of Dr. Carrie Schultz at the University of St. Andrews, whose insights have illuminated my class's path through the pages of intellectual history. The medieval period, with its rediscovery of the ancients, set the stage for the rise of political science, entwined with religious thought. Now, let's step into the epoch of our study, the Reformation. Our journey begins with the magisterial reformers, who laid the foundation for what would become known as resistance theory. Inspired by Martin Luther's bold act of nailing the 95 Theses, these reformers paved the way for civil disobedience, grounded in religious conviction. The concept of natural law, as shaped by St Thomas Aquinas, laid the groundwork for the right to resist, a notion embedded in today's human rights legislation. Yet within this landscape emerged the radical reformers, challenging the positive visions of state structures. The German Peasants' War and movements like the Anabaptists embodied a radical tradition that advocated immediate self-reform, irrespective of a ruler's will. This radical perspective, although compelling, struggled to gain lasting influence, leaving us to ponder the complexities of political and religious ideologies during this tumultuous period. Now, let's explore how reactions to specific contexts fueled political thoughts during the Reformation. Martin Luther's resistance, rooted in rebelling against supreme power, contrasted with Calvinist resistance, where the ruling class questioned the supreme magistrate's authority. The Church of England, taking a legalist stance, supported Dutch Protestant rebels against Catholic Spain. This period saw a clash of scriptural texts and precedents, with reformers using passages like Romans 13, 1-2, to justify their rejection of prior authority. So what was considered tyrannical to the reformers? Centralising monarchies seeking to consolidate power against the Protestant threat were a primary concern. John Calvin's influence inspired followers to recognise the right of inferior magistrates to resist tyrannical rulers, while Lutheran defended the gospel against the tyranny of the papacy. The struggle against tyranny was multifaceted, reflecting the diverse landscape of religious and political ideologies. 
Finally, let's unravel the intricate interplay between the religious, political and constitutional realms. The Reformation marked a shift concentrating on secular authority and shaping the essence and function of the state's power. As Quentin Skinner observes, the reformers indirectly contributed to the idea of the modern state as an omnipotent political power. Our journey through Resistance and Reformation, part one, has uncovered a tapestry of ideas, from resistance theories to notions of tyranny and the evolution of political thought. Join us in section two, where we will turn from religious to political reform. In our exploration of resistance and reformation, part one, we uncovered the theological roots that fueled the reformers' resistance. Now, let's delve into the intricate transition from religious reform to political reform, where semantics and statecraft played pivotal roles. Within the intellectual sphere of the reformers existed a world of conciliarism, challenging the infallible authority of the Pope. Protestants seized upon the power dynamics of excommunication and conciliarism to expose the fallibility of both the Pope and secular leaders. The struggle for power extended beyond religious realms. Figures like John Knox in his controversial first blast of the trumpet not only indicted the Catholic Queen of England, but also stirred debates on the role of women in politics, intertwining scripture and Aristotle's teachings to shape political discourse. This period posed a fundamental question. Could secular authority extend its dominion over both the spiritual and temporal aspects? The appellation called upon inferior magistrates to defend true worship and religion, while civic humanism, as seen in Buchanan's response to Bodan's absolute sovereignty, emphasised that political authority emanates from the people themselves. Buchanan's ideas found expression in the National Covenant, challenging the divine right of King James VI and I. This document, emphasising the sovereignty of Parliament and its laws, faced strong opposition from established powers who saw it as a heretical move. The Covenanters' intentional vagueness on defining the true religion to accommodate various Protestant sects made it a challenging document to defend, stirring resistance against the divine right of the monarch. Concurrently, a linguistic turn occurred in the concept of state, the term shifted from a state of mind to the state as a mechanism of power. This semantic shift is evident in the differing opinions of parliamentarians during the Civil War, as some saw it as a defence of reformed Protestantism, while others viewed it as a war of liberation. Scholars like John Coffey challenged the idea that the Civil War was solely inspired by secularisation, emphasising the theological sentiments of the time. Coffey explores how different appropriations legitimised resistance using narrative frames like Exodus and Revelations. Meanwhile, the fear of religious uniformity pervaded both religious and political sentiments. John Coffey notes a deep-seated anxiety among the people that England might return again to the bondage of Pharaoh, introducing a complementary dimension to Quentin Skinner's focus on scholastic and legal thought. This fear of uniformity, transcending from religious to political spheres, added a layer of complexity to the political discourse. With religious imagery, 
becoming a tool to express concerns about the direction of the state. Our exploration into the shift from religious reform to political reform has clearly unveiled a dynamic interplay between theology, semantics, and statecraft. As we conclude our journey through resistance and reformation, we've witnessed the unfolding drama of religious and political upheaval, from the magisterial and radical reformers to the nuanced debates surrounding conciliarism, excommunication, and the struggles for secular authority. The Reformation emerges as a complex tapestry of ideas, tensions, and power dynamics. The magisterial reformers, inspired by Luther's bold act, set the stage for resistance theory, a concept that not only shaped the political landscape of their time, but continues to resonate in contemporary notions of civil disobedience and human rights. On the other hand, the radical reformers, though limited in influence, challenged the very structures that the magisterial reformers sought to reform. Transitioning from religious to political reform, we explored the multifaceted world of conciliarism, where Protestants skillfully appropriated the dynamics of excommunication and conciliar authority to question the infallibility of the Pope and secular leaders. The National Covenant, a bold assertion of parliamentary sovereignty, faced fierce resistance, revealing the interconnectedness of religious and political power. Simultaneously, a linguistic turn occurred as the term state evolved, signifying a shift from a state of mind to the state as a tangible mechanism of power. Scholars like John Coffey challenged prevailing narratives, asserting that the Civil War was not merely a secular conflict, but a complex interplay of religious sentiments and political ideologies. As we navigate this historical labyrinth, questions and avenues for future research emerge how did the theological nuances of the Reformation era shape political discourse, and to what extent did religious fears influence political sentiments? How did the fear of religious uniformity contribute to the evolving concept of the state, and how did the reformer's idea on resistance lay the groundwork for modern political thought? Thank you for joining me today, and until next time, keep questioning, keep learning, and keep discovering the intricate intellectual threats that lie beyond the text. <laughs>